Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, certified personal trainer, non-diet nutritionist, and body image coach. And I'm on a mission to help all women break free from body image hangups so they can do the amazing things they are called to do in this world. If you're looking to feel healthy, happy, and confident without dieting, restriction, and punitive workouts, or obsessing over the scale, you're in the right place. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hey, welcome back to the Joyful Movement Show. This is episode three of our eight-part series all about simplifying wellness. Last week, we were talking all about the confusion that exists around exercise and movement and how we can tap into our body's movement cravings to help develop the intrinsic motivation to move our bodies on our own for the pure joy of doing it without needing a plan to follow or a trainer or a coach to tell us exactly what to do. So if you missed that episode, definitely go back and listen to episode 3.2. But today we're switching things up and talking about the food side of things and some confusion, specifically a myth that exists around our relationship to food. And that myth is the thinking that I have to watch what I eat because if I don't watch what I eat, I will lose all control. I won't stop eating and I'll just go completely out of control with all of the so-called bad foods. So I want to bust that myth for you today because that's a common fear that I hear from people that I work with. As an intuitive eating coach, I teach people how to stop following food rules and to eat according to their own hunger, fullness, and desires. In intuitive eating, no foods are off limits. All foods fit. And the whole premise is that when food is not restricted and we give ourselves permission to eat and enjoy the things we love, that we end up settling into a really beautiful, peaceful relationship with food that also prioritizes our health and well-being. But a lot of people really worry about this or they think there's no way that this type of eating will work for them. And it's very common for me to hear, yeah, but it's just not going to work for me. Because if I don't watch what I eat, I just don't stop. I love food so much. So if I give myself permission to eat what I love without reining it in, I'll never eat anything but pizza or donuts, or I'll just keep eating until I feel sick. Like they think that they have no off switch and they feel really out of control around food and worry about making choices they'll regret later if they stray from the rules today. And that fear is justified. I understand it completely. I remember feeling this way myself. Back in my early days as a personal trainer, when I was really concerned about my weight and eating quote-unquote healthy, I would work so hard to eat what I defined at the time as healthy foods. Sugar, wheat, and dairy were my top three items that I considered to be, quote, bad foods, and I went to great lengths to avoid them. I planned and prepped all my meals so I knew what I was eating and I would have it ready so I wouldn't find myself starving and tempted to make a bad choice. I kept my forbidden foods out of the house. I had emergency snacks in my car and my purse just in case I got hungry when my clean foods on my approved food list weren't readily available. I even made all my snacks from scratch to try to limit cravings of these off-limit foods. I invested so much time planning and preparing to try to set myself up for success 
and avoid a weak moment because like you, if I wasn't this careful and had even a taste of these so-called bad food, I wouldn't be able to stop. Like if the bag of chips was in my house and got opened, you better believe I would eat the whole thing. If cookies were in the house, they'd be gone in no time. And if I got hungry while I was out driving and didn't have food in my car and had to hit the drive through I'd tell myself, well, I'm already here. I've already blown it. I might as well buy the worst thing on the menu. Worst in quotes. Now, of course, when that happened several times in a row, then I'd be really hard on myself and I'd think, oh my God, I have gone so off track. I'm just eating all of the things. Is it ever going to stop? And I would determine that I just can't be trusted around food. Like I am so uniquely broken and messed up. Moderation is not a thing that I can do. It has to be all or nothing. I needed to have strict rules or I would just go crazy. At least that's what I believed. So I would add even more structure into my eating to try to maintain my sense of control over food. There was a time where I tried intermittent fasting. So I could eat any food, but only within a certain window of time during my day. And to me, this sounded really good in theory, because if my window to eat was small, then I wouldn't have to worry about nighttime snacking, which was a problem time for me. Or eating too much at mealtimes because I could only eat in a narrow window of time. So I would just use willpower during my fasting times. I would distract myself and stay busy and I'd be so strong. But then when my eating window would roll around, I would eat so much food. I ignored my fullness, especially towards the end of my eating window, because I needed to make sure that I had enough to hold me over until I could eat again, except it never did. I was always hungry. In fact, I think I was hangry a lot. I probably wasn't a whole lot fun to be around during that time. So then I tried a different approach. I tried counting calories and macros. I knew that I had this so-called problem time in the evening where I wanted to snack, and I always ended up eating more than I intended to. So I figured, well, I'll just figure out how many calories I need in a day and save a bunch for the evening if that's when I like to eat. I used a complicated math formula to figure out my daily calorie allotment based on my height, weight, and activity level, and I even broke it down into how much protein, carbs, and fat I was supposed to have because then I thought, well, if I'm getting everything I supposedly need, I shouldn't feel tempted to go overboard. If my body is adequately fueled, then I shouldn't overeat. I'd enter everything into my fitness pal and all my exercise too, because then that would give me more food to eat. And I'd make sure to eat light all day so that I had these calories and macros left at the end of the day so that I could enjoy some chips or some nuts or ice cream at night. But still, even though I budgeted for that snack, I would always end up having way more than I was allowed. Like I just couldn't stop. So I get that out of control feeling. And I get how it seems like you really need to watch what you eat because even when you are being so careful, you still feel like you could lose control at any moment. So obviously, the thought of giving yourself full permission to eat all foods without rules and try this intuitive eating thing seems like it might not end well. But let me tell you something. Here's what I know now that I didn't know then. 
Hey, excuse the interruption. I just wanted to pop in here to tell you about a great free event that I know you're going to want to be part of. 11 of my non-diet coach friends and I have teamed up to bring you the 75 Intuitive Challenge happening April 2nd to June 11th in a private Facebook group. During our time together, our team of coaches is here to help you find food freedom, motivation for movement, and body confidence. Unlike the 75 Hard Challenge, there are no food rules here, no mandatory workouts, no mental toughness required. Instead, it's all about connecting to your body's innate wisdom, trusting yourself, chasing health on your terms, and creating confidence that's unconditional upon the number on the scale. Each week, one of our coaches will present on their topic of expertise, everything from meal planning to emotional eating to motivation for movement, that's me, to intuitive drinking, and so much more. You'll also have the opportunity to be coached each week for free. So if you're curious about the non-diet lifestyle, you definitely want to be part of this. It's not too late to join. All the classes are recorded so you can get caught up. Search for 75 Intuitive Challenge on Facebook or check out the link in the show notes. This out-of-control feeling you have isn't because you lack willpower. You're not eating more than you intended to because you don't have an off switch. You're not craving sugar because you're addicted. The reason you feel so out of control around food is because you're restricting food in the first place. So in the examples that I gave you about my own eating history, when I was trying so hard to eat quote-unquote clean, at that time I was restricting certain foods and food groups. So specifically sugar, wheat, and dairy. Those were considered my bad foods. When I broke the rules and ate those things, It's like my brain said, well, you already blew it. You're already bad. You might as well go for broke and be really bad. And in the example of intermittent fasting, I was restricting the time of day where I was allowed to eat. I knew there was a large window in the day where I'd be extremely hungry, so I ate in abundance to avoid getting hangry. Then in the example of saving my calories and macros for the evening, I was restricting the amount of food I was eating all day. I wasn't honoring my hunger throughout the day, and my daily calorie budget was about the same as what a three-year-old would need. So by nightfall, I was ravenous, and then I just couldn't stop eating. See, when I talk about restriction, it isn't just about being on a diet. It's any attempt we make to control the type or amount of food we consume, whether that's avoiding certain foods, or only eating at prescribed times, or following a calorie budget. It can even just be the labeling of foods as good or bad. We call that mental restriction. Like you might allow yourself to eat all foods, but if you're saying to yourself, you shouldn't be, and this food is bad, then the intensity of the desire for that food just goes up. No matter how we're restricting, our primitive brain interprets restriction as a safety threat. It doesn't understand that we are imposing this restriction to try to, quote, be healthy or to control our weight. It feels like famine to your brain. It feels like food is scarce and like we might die. So your brain, being the brilliant organ that it is, does what it needs to do to survive and to feel safe. It makes you eat by creating cravings, turning off your fullness signals, and creating all kinds of mental drama so that you don't throw the brakes on. Essentially, 
The restriction is what creates the overeating. The controlling that you're doing is exactly the thing that's leading you to feel out of control. Now, of course, it is absolutely not your fault if you found yourself in this situation feeling so out of control around food. We're taught that it should be easy to eat well. The rules are simple. Eat good foods and not too much and moderate the other foods. And because it sounds so simple, it's easy to blame yourself if you don't or can't stick to it. And add on to this the pervasive societal belief that if you exist in a larger body, you must be doing something wrong because it should be simple to control your weight too. But that's not how it works. Body diversity is a real thing. Healthy bodies exist across the size spectrum, and so do unhealthy bodies. And eating is about so much more than just fuel. That's diet culture telling you that you should be able to just eat for fuel and nothing else. But if eating were only about fueling ourselves, I honestly don't think food would taste so good. Food is so much more than fuel. It's about connecting to our senses. It's about pleasure. It's about comfort, memories, nostalgia. So yes, nutrition and fueling is simple, but health, weight, and feeding ourselves, it's complex and it's nuanced. But it is possible to get away from food rules, restriction, rigidity, and it is possible to reach a place where you trust yourself around food, where you feel calm and neutral and can have cookies or chips in the cupboard and not feel like they're calling your name. Heck, after all this work I've done on my relationship with food, I'll often forget that I have candy and chocolate in my cupboard. And then when I want it and go to eat it, I sometimes find that it's spoiled, which is really cool and a great reminder of how far I've come. But it's also super disappointing when you really want that thing. This is possible for you, too. Certainly, it does take some time and there's some unlearning and relearning that needs to happen. So let me help by sharing some facts to help you with that process of unlearning and relearning. Number one, you were born knowing how to eat. When you were born, you came out knowing exactly how to get yourself fed and how to regulate your food intake. Think about a newborn baby when they're first born. The first thing that they want to do is eat. And from that moment on, when, when a baby is hungry, they cry and they cry and they cry and they cry until food is provided. Have you ever tried to not feed a baby that's hungry. The baby does not stop crying. It will not stop until it gets the food. At the same time, babies know when they're full. When they've had enough, they turn their face away from the bottle or the breast, and you cannot force feed them to take any more. Babies don't need to watch what they eat. Somewhere along the way, though, you started to internalize messages about how much you eat. You learn that you need to clear your plate. Or maybe someone says to you, are you really hungry again? You just ate. Maybe you're just bored. Go play. Or you can't have dessert until you finish your dinner. Along the way, you learn that what you felt in your body, your hunger, and your desires couldn't be trusted. You might have learned that certain foods were good or bad. And maybe you even learned to hide and sneak the so-called bad foods. I noticed this during my health-obsessed days where I strictly restricted. That sounded weird. Where I strictly restricted how much sugar came into our house. I didn't let my kids have anything that I deemed as a bad food. And what I noticed after a while was my oldest daughter 
started sneaking candy in her room. I would go to clean her room and I'd find all these candy wrappers under her pillowcase. And that was the real wake up moment for me. But that intuitive eater is still in you. Your body knows when it's hungry and when it's full. Your work in unlearning and relearning is not to question those signals. When your brain tells you that it's not time to eat yet, that you just ate and it's too soon, or that what you put on your plate is too big of a portion, or when you feel the need to clean your plate, notice in those moments that you're listening to food rules rather than your body. So check in with yourself instead and allow your body to decide whether you eat or not. The second thing I really want you to know is that food is not addictive. You cannot be addicted to something you need to survive. Now, I know that there have been lots of different studies along the way with rats showing that sugar is addictive, where they have rats in a cage and then they expose the rats to sugar water and they they just go and go and go and they drink so much of the sugar water and they don't stop until it's gone. And, you know, sometimes the rat even passes out or dies. But what they're not telling you in those studies is that only happens, that type of behavior in the rats only happens when the rat was deprived of sugar first. More recent, more comprehensive studies have been done where the rats have sugar as part of their regular everyday diet. And then when they are exposed to the sugar water, they don't exhibit that same type of behavior. So what those studies show us is that chaotic, out-of-control behavior is a result of food being restricted. When food is available without restriction, the desire and urgency for it goes down, and so does that chaotic eating behavior. Eventually, there is an habituation process that needs to happen first. And early on, when you reintroduce these foods that have been restricted or forbidden, yes, you will want to eat all of that forbidden food in abundance. And the more you've restricted, the more you'll rebound eat. It's kind of like a pendulum. The the tighter you've been holding the pendulum over to the right, when you let it go, it's going to swing way over to the left. But as you keep giving yourself permission to eat and meeting yourself with compassion, the less intense that desire becomes and the less that pendulum swings and eventually it's right back in the middle and food becomes very neutral and habituated. A client I work with experienced this exact same phenomenon. When we first started working together, she said, I don't believe you when you say that I'm going to be able to have Oreos in the house and not eat the whole bag. Oreos were her trigger food. And if she allowed herself to have them, she would eat the whole bag. So to prevent herself from doing that, what she would do is she'd go buy them and eat two or three, and then she would soak them in water then throw them in the garbage. Because if she just threw them in the garbage without ruining them first, she would dig them out of the garbage and eat them. That's how strong her compulsion felt for these Oreos. But we worked through this process of intuitive eating, giving herself permission to eat, trusting herself through the process where that pendulum is swinging. And now Oreos are a regular item in her kitchen cupboard. And sometimes she eats them and sometimes she doesn't. It's all neutral. Now, that process of habituation for this client and for most people can be a whole lot easier if you have a coach supporting you through it. 
There can be a whole lot wrapped up in how we eat and how we think about food. And it can be a bit scary to do that process of habituation on your own. And that's where actually a lot of people will give up on intuitive eating and say it doesn't work for them. Because when the pendulum swings, it's very easy to think, well, it's never going to swing back. They don't trust themselves that this will eventually neutralize. So they just go back to restriction. But it does. It always does level out. If you can trust yourself and be kind and compassionate to yourself during this period of habituation, that can feel quite chaotic. But it does because your body wants to feel good. And that leads me to my third point in this unlearning and relearning process is that your body does want to feel good. I know right now it feels like if you have permission to eat all the foods that all you're ever going to want to eat are pizza and chips and donuts. But what you'll find after this habituation process and reconnecting to your body's signals for hunger, fullness and satisfaction is that you will become a lot more in tune with how your body feels and you will want to choose things that help you feel and function your best. You will eat chips and pizza and donuts, but you won't eat them all the time because that wouldn't feel good. But neither would eating nothing but green vegetables. If all you ever ate were salads, that would not feel very good either. Your body craves balance and it knows the perfect balance it needs to feel and function its best. So what will end up happening is you'll find a beautiful, healthy balance of food while also having a healthy relationship with food. So what I really want you to understand here is this out-of-control feeling you have around food is not because you're broken. It's not because there's something wrong with you. That feeling is a normal biological response to feeling deprived. Your body is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. So your work, when you feel this way, when you feel chaotic around food and out of control, is not to tighten up the rules and add more control. It's to loosen the control and tap into your inner knowing, honor your hunger, fullness, and satisfaction, and meet yourself with so much compassion and curiosity about why you're pursuing this type of eating behavior in the first place. That's how we begin the process of intuitive eating. So here's some questions that you can ask yourself the next time that you have an experience where you feel out of control around food, where you eat past fullness or eat chaotically. Question number one, am I restricting myself in some way? Am I restricting the time of day that I eat, the type of food that I eat, the amount of food that I eat, or am I moralizing foods as good or bad and saying I shouldn't be having these even if I am allowing myself to eat them? Number two, have I met my basic needs? Am I getting enough sleep, water, food in general, or human connection? Deprivation in any of those areas can lead to emotional eating. Number three, have I listened to my hunger cues and honored my desires, or have I tried to ignore my cravings or hunger? So I want to leave you with this. You can do this, my friend. You can learn to eat well without needing rules or a meal plan. You can learn to have a peaceful relationship with food and intuitive eating is the way. You can learn the process of intuitive eating all on your own. There's a really great book by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch, and they also have produced a workbook that's really comprehensive and can take you through love the mindset blocks that might be getting in your way in terms of how you eat. And there are certainly lots of podcasts like this one out here that you can listen to. Or if you're currently in our 75 Intuitive Challenge that's happening right now, 
There's all kinds of intuitive eating education and support happening in there too. However, learning the principles of intuitive eating and understanding the concepts is one thing, and implementing them on your own is quite another. It is normal to struggle as you're learning and to question if you're on the right track. That's why this process is a whole lot easier to navigate with a, with a coach. It can be really helpful to have someone who's been there and knows what to expect to walk beside you and support you through the process. So if you've been trying it on your own and you haven't been getting the results that you want, I would be happy to be that person for you or refer you to someone who would be a great fit. So just pop on over to my website, radiantvitality.ca. Have a look at my coaching offers and book a call with me if it feels like a good fit and we will talk about what coaching looks like. Okay, that is it for today. If you loved this episode, of course, I would love it if you would share it, help get this message into the ears of people who need this message. Next week, I'm going to be sharing with you all of the different healthy lifestyles that I failed at. Because what often comes after a conversation like today's is, yeah, but I just want to feel healthy and I don't know how to do that if I'm not following a plan. So I want to talk about wellness culture and all of the trendy lifestyle plans that are out there right now and how they get in the way of us trusting ourselves and chasing health on our own terms. So stay tuned for that. I will see you back here next week. In the meantime, I hope that you have a great week with lots of joyful movement in there and do stay in touch. You can reach out to me on my social media platforms. I am at Radiant Vitality Wellness. Be well and I will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Power in Motion podcast today. Ready to drop your body image hang up so you can confidently create your healthiest, happiest life? Awesome. You can get started today by taking my five-day mini course, How to Feel Great in and about your body, no matter what the scale says. Inside this five-day video training, you'll learn how to get motivated to exercise, stop cravings and binge eating, set health goals beyond the scale, eat normally without rules or a plan, and accept your body. Find unshakable confidence, even if you don't love how you look. For just $27, you'll receive one under 10-minute video lesson per day for five days delivered straight to your inbox, reflection worksheets to help you integrate your learning, and links to bonus resources to go even deeper with the work. You can get started right now by visiting radiantvitality.ca slash five-day training. I'll see you inside.